You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily Ohio State Buckeyes podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Locked On Buckeyes podcast. Matt Hayes, Brandon B. November 14th. Mm. It's a Wednesday, man. These weeks go by fast. Yeah, it was weird because I feel like last week it kind of went by slow. Like the week kind of dragged on. Yeah. But yeah, with everything that's going on this week, you know, you come back off of a big victory over Michigan State. Uh, you have a big weekend to recap on Monday. Tuesday kind of doesn't have any feel to it, but then that happens. You know, we're already sitting here. On a Wednesday, Maddie. Before you know it, it'll be noontime out in Maryland, and we'll be getting ready to kick this sucker off. I know. I can't wait. I need some more football in my life. We what do we got tomorrow? Packers and uh, Seahawks. Packers and Seahawks. Pretty good one. Pretty good back to back Thursday night games. I know that last week kind of didn't hold up with the Carolina Pittsburgh matchup because Pittsburgh just blitzkrieg yeah. from right out of the gates. Uh, but yeah, this week, I mean, Packers Seahawks got to travel to the twelfth man. We get Ohio State basketball tomorrow. Yes, too. I can't wait to see uh, that against Creighton against the Blue Jays. You Matt Dermott's going to want to take our heads off. Of course, Matt Andrews is going to be on the call for that one here uh, on ninety-seven point one. The fans, so make sure you give him yep, a listen. Yep, He's yep. great. Uh, stepping in for Paul Keels. Keels, he is going to uh, Maryland this weekend, so he's traveling with the team. But yeah. Busy, busy sporting nights once we get to, uh, you know, Thursday. So, like like we said, enjoy your Tuesdays and Wednesdays yep, while you have them. Absolutely. So, <clears throat> yesterday, well, before we get to that, I, I'm excited by what I saw come out of Pittsburgh yesterday with Le'Veon Bell not showing up because that means he's going to have a fully fresh body when he enters uh, OTAs oh, yeah. and training camps with my Ravens next year. So, <laughs> we're going to find a way to get yeah. Le'Veon Bell. We're going to get Flacco's money off the books, Beam, and it's going to be Lamar and Le'Veon Bell on a road uh, to the Super Bowl against your Bears next year. You'd love that, book wouldn't it. you? Absolutely I mean, book it. Good Lord, they well, would be all over the place. I hope he's kind of got the Dez mentality, how he want, or, and hopefully he wants to stick it to Pittsburgh twice a year. You know, that's what sure. Dez wanted to do, so come on down. We'll have some cap space open. You can wear so the no. black hat. You can be the villain. Absolutely. That's fine. No doubt about it. Could you imagine how happy I'd be? Oh, you'd be, I, you'd be thrilled. I would be crying. I would be, because we've never had it. a guy like that, that good on the offensive side I of the ball. I get it. Never. No, I, I 100% understand it. You'd be in the same category as me when the Bears traded for Khalil Mack. Just cloud oh my nine. Goodness. One of the best players in the NFL no coming to your it. team. Oh, man, you would be thrilled. And you, I think you and me are very similar because we both take losses so hard. Like I'm it crushed. does. It takes me 48 hours yeah. to get over a bad Mondays loss. Mondays are the worst yeah. for me if it's a really bad loss and I'm coming into work. Just leave me alone. I don't want to talk to anybody. That's how Two it six, is. Six rocking the exactly. black oh, and man, purple. Oh, man. The all black. Could you mm. imagine how clean he would look in that? So, right now, your team has the best running back in the league. And who yeah, is that? Yeah, 10 God, Mitch Trubisky, okay. my guy. And then next year, we'll take the crown back. So, yesterday, right, we, had, we had to come in here <laughs> and unfortunately talk about some more drama surrounding the Ohio State program. It developed more when we got off the mm-hmm. air. Uh, when you had some of the players addressing things, then Gene Smith, the AD, came out and said this never happened. The president, Michael Drake, come, yeah. came out. He addressed it and said this thing never happened. So, um, no, you guys know what the story's all about. We're not going to rehash that, but Urban did have his teleconference yesterday, and he uh, here's his reaction to the Trayvon Grimes story. Well, last week we were made aware, I believe Jerry was made aware and Gene Smith made aware that there was a, a story uh, by their supporter that was going to be printed, and uh, Gene and the administration acted. You know, we were getting ready for the Michigan State game, I believe it was, and they acted aggressively and and uh, very got very involved immediately uh, with it. Uh, and I, I, you know, they interviewed, you know, I want to say up to ten people, and and uh, I was just kept abreast of it as it was going because I my first reaction was like everyone's around here was irate, 
and our players were, uh, I mean, over the top irate. When they, they came to see me, they were, you know, I mean, extremely upset that uh, that kind of accusation would be made about something uh, that is absolutely not tolerated and not the most preposterous thing I ever heard. And being involved in college athletics, uh, then uh, to see a reporter go after a player and his mother like that. Once again, I, once, I, I guess I don't read enough articles, but the, to call out his mother and list some of the things that has happened in her past, I don't, you know, once again, I just don't quite understand what that's all about. Uh, and, the, you know, the personal attacks is something that, you know, because I did read it. You know, I wasn't going to read it, but I did read it because mm-hmm. I knew I'd get asked that question. And then, we made a trip to Florida like we would any player we have in the past to go visit a mom that was recently diagnosed with stage four cancer. Uh, her and her son were in distress, and we went to go spend about five hours with them. Gene uh, was very aware, everybody was aware, and it was the right thing to do, and we'd done that kind of thing in the past, and we would do that again to any player that's in distress and show her support because we love that family so much. And, and how that became a story, I think they're trying to say that we – made up a story about cancer or something and once again I, Tim I've never heard of anything like this before in my life so well, we got a big game this week and then move on but uh, uh, certainly looking into legal action uh, you know, I just don't know how that's allowed to uh, you know I don't know I don't understand the rules and the laws of the land that say that you can just you know accuse uh, people of something that did not happen so Brett McMurphy better buckle up yeah he better buckle up because it's about to get real, real for him. Um, and I agree with what a lot of Urban said. Me too. For McMurphy to take that low of a blow, is it safe to call it that? A uh, very low blow about a very situ- ser- very serious situation. If any of you have anybody affected by cancer, you know, I've felt it's been close to me. Um, so I know how real yeah. that is. And for their family to have to deal with something like that yesterday, and, you know, I'm sure that it's not over today for them. Of course not. Um, is a definitely a very sad thing that McMurphy would take it there. But we know what his agenda is. His agenda is to end Urban Meyer's career here at Ohio State. For sure. whatever reason, um, this obviously know, started man. four yeah. months ago. I still don't know. There Obviously, something in their past um, has led them to this point, but that should never um, get to the point because you got to have some journalistic integrity, right? And Brett McMurphy showed yesterday that he has none of that. I think a lot of us knew that he didn't have much of that when he recanted a lot of things from his story Mm -hmm. um, that happened early in the fall. So, no, I am happy for Urban and whoever is on his side with the legal action part of that because I do think it's to that point, Beam, to where this has to happen. But when you have all the players come out that are predominant, a lot of them are African-American. Sure. You've got an African-American president and an African-American GM, yeah. not GM, excuse me, AD. AD, come out and say that this didn't happen. You have to believe them and you have to know that those guys would not stand for that because I wouldn't stand for that if that happened here um, at our station, right? If something like that, of somebody called not. me that, first of all, I'd probably try to throw you through a glass window. Right. And, then and second we're up of on all, the fourth floor and so that would uh, hurt quite bad. Exactly. And then I would try to find a way um, – to make sure I'm not either around that person or we just don't work together. So that's where I would do this thing. I'm glad that Urban take it there, and I'm glad he addressed it to that degree yesterday on the teleconference. And we'll see how this happens. I just know for Brett McMurphy, um, there's some dark days ahead. Yeah, the weird thing is, Maddie. You know, you know, this past summer when Brett McMurphy dropped that first bombshell article, right, uh, about the whole Courtney Smith and Zach Smith stuff, and, and like in my, I'll go th- through the lineage and line of my thinking was that okay, 
Brett McMurphy has been let go of ESPN originally, and I'm like, I don't think Brett McMurphy would put his reputation on the line because I do think that he has, you know, credible sources probably of this stuff, and he's really what kicked off into the Urban Meyer-Zach Smith investigation, all right? So give him credit where credit is due, where he looked into that, he saw something, you know, that was fishy that was going on, Zach Smith is off the team now, and that all came from that first article that Brett McMurphy posted. But what I don't understand is that the continued – you know, attacks like Zach, Zach Smith's gone, you know, he's dead. He's, he's buried from the program. All right. This is a guy who is, he's no longer around the team. He's not on the current coaching staff. He has nothing to do with the university anymore. Uh, He's a disgraced coach. We can go through all those doors. And what I don't understand is that since that has happened, Maddie, the first thing that you learn in journalism school, whether it be high school, college, and I didn't take a lot of them. I, I, I majored in communications, Mm -hmm. but I took a couple of journalism uh, classes. And the one thing that, was apparent to me was that you need to always corroborate your sources. Of course. And the minimum that you can have is two. That's what they teach At you in college. The bare minimum. minimum. The we had more one so- yesterday. The more sources that you get, five, yeah. six, seven, eight, the better. The better you know, because course. then you can corroborate it with everyone right. and say, all right, this is what actually happened. You know, so for me to read this article and for you to only have one primary source, and listen, I'm not saying that Trayvon Grimes is a liar. I'm not saying LeBron Grimes is a liar. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. But that's what I was saying is that, you know, listen, when this kid who is Trayvon Grimes, when he's 18 years old and enrolls here at Ohio State, yeah. and listen, I'm not trying to def- defend Zach Smith here. I, I think the guy is is pretty, you know, low on the totem pole there mm-hmm. when it comes to human beings. But, you know, for a, a guy like that to say something like that to a young man who is enrolled at a university to go to school and play college football, you know, that's got to be absolutely shocking. And yeah. so for me, you know, like I could see how there's a guy where maybe you get in a heated argument whether that be a work or practice. And I know when this happens to me, it doesn't happen very often, and thank God it doesn't, because I just start to see red, man, and I don't know what's real, I don't know what's fake, like anything. I start to think in my own mind that it's worse than what it actually was. And so, you know, maybe this was a situation where Trayvon Grimes, after practice, he called his pops and he was just saying whatever he wanted to. Mm -hmm. You know, he was just saying, I need to get out of here, he called me this, he called me this, he did this to me, he did this, and then... Everyone who was there saw that that didn't happen. Did not happen. And then Trayvon Grimes tells that to his dad, LeBron. And so LeBron takes that as fact. And listen, I can't blame a kid for going out there and saying that. The kid's 18 years old. He didn't think that any of his words that would come back was going to say that. Right. And so for me to only corroborate your sources for with one person, man, man you can't, you cannot do that. No, it's you, just something you can't, you can't do, it. do it. Right. And I'm glad that you brought that up because it is something we both learned in college when you talk about that. I mean, the sourcing thing is very real, especially when you ha- you're dealing with heavy things like this. Of course, man. You can't go out on this you're limb a professional. with one you're, you're not. Exactly. At, you're not at the Lantern at Ohio State. And right. even then, those guys over at the Lantern, those, those, those men and women over there who are working their asses off to get a journalism degree from right. the Ohio State University, they know better than exactly. that, man. And I think I got another problem with the the editors of this. How can you, whoever, watch Stadium, whatever probably, they call there themselves. There probably wasn't one. Well, they're Probably wasn't. That's a good point because they're trying to get people, you know, funneling into their website. Stadium and Brett McMurphy, let's be real, is probably one of the bigger names that they have right now in the college football sure. landscape. Not that that's an excuse because there definitely should have been an editor and they should have rolled that thing backwards and forwards and just really, really gutted that thing to make sure it was the proper way to go about it. We all know it was wrong. So we'll move on from this thing. We just wanted to play that for you guys because Urban did spend a few minutes yesterday on the teleconference. We'll obviously keep you up to date if this thing continues to develop. I think Beam and I happen to think that this offseason is going to get 
it very interesting because I just think you've got a lot of blood-hungry people out there, Beam, uh, with some very bad agendas Sure, what, that just want to look out for themselves and take down other people. So I don't think this thing with Ohio—I don't think the drama surrounding Ohio State is um, nowhere near uh, concluded. But we got some football to talk about. we got some college football playoff rankings that drop. We'll talk about those in the next block. And for some of you that like the uniforms, the alternates— we got some news on that, too. We'll hit that in the last segment. But before we do that, I want to let you know about Sling TV. You don't want to watch the game. You need to watch the game. Sick of paying for 20 channels you never watch when you just want to see your team win? Sling TV is the best way to watch college football. You get $30 a month to get ESPN, Pac-12, SEC, and more. Sling TV gives you the live TV you love, only better. Sign up for Sling TV and get a seven-day free trial. Locked On listeners can get their seven-day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on. That's sling.com slash locked on. We'll be back in a second. They now react to the uh, most recent batch of college football playoff rankings. This is Locked On Buckeyes, your team every day. All right, so, I mean, it wasn't a lot of change in the top ten, right? Because There's everybody nothing, in the top right. ten, yeah. um, they won their games on Saturday. So Ohio State stays at number 10 at 91 right now. You got Bam, Eclipse, and Notre Dame, Michigan, Georgia, Oklahoma, LSU, Washington State, and West V all ahead of the Buckeyes. Now, I think the interesting thing here is the LSU component of this, right? Because LSU, for some reason, continues to get a ton of love, right? Yeah. And look, they're a two loss team, and I just think. This is why if you're a Big Ten fan, if you're especially Michigan, Ohio State, all these teams that are behind Alabama, you do not want them to lose a game no. because the committee is showing you not now. Not now you don't. The committee's showing us now, right, being that two weeks in a row, they're going to give Bama the benefit of the doubt because they believe that much in the conference and they believe that much in the Crimson Tide. That, to me, was the probably the most surprising thing uh, to come out of that. And I think also the thing for Notre Dame now is when they get the boost of, the obviously, the Michigan win, but Northwestern creeping back in at the top 25 sure. is going to help them Big a little Ten bit. Big Ten West champs. Right. Now, I don't know if that's going to save them if they lose a game, see if they fall to Dino Baber. I'm picking, yeah. I'm telling you right now, I'll pick at Syracuse. Woo! I'll pick at Syracuse. You right? like those pinstripe you know, that Notre Dame's rocking? You, you know how I've been all year yeah, long I with know. two teams, with Alabama and Notre Dame. Now, Alabama, and what have they done? I've had to come off that, but I still do not believe in Notre Dame. I all still right, I don't it. believe in Notre Dame. When you look at their schedule, I know there's some name brands on there, but like USC, they've had a really bad team. I'm not buying it. I'm sorry. I'm not buying it. I got to give Bama their due. No doubt about it. I can't. I got to get off that uh, the salty train because I was a little salty about them because yep. I didn't think they played anybody. But to me, that's the interesting thing, right? If if Notre Dame falls beam to Syracuse this week, how far down do they fall? And then in a conversation with an Oklahoma or Michigan when they run the table, uh, what will the committee do about that? Yeah, so the Notre Dame game, is I think it's extremely fascinating this week. you got a team uh, in Syracuse who's playing at a high level. What are they, 12th in the college football playoff rankings right now? Yep, 13th. Yep. So uh, that's a top 15 team. You know, It's a, a good college football team, Notre Dame. Obviously with Ian Book still up in the air, we'll have to wait until we get closer mm-hmm. to game time to see what that's going to go on. Uh, I think he was dealing with some sort of like ribs injury yep, ribs, or something yep, like yep. that. And and uh, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch. And everybody who's just penciling Notre Dame into the college football playoff, man, I would say pump your brakes because, yes. you know, Syracuse is a damn good team. Dino Babers has done wonders for that team. They yes, played Clemson very close uh, in the middle of the season already. Uh, it's a good college football team and a decent conference. And so watch out if you're penciling Notre Dame in. I think Notre Dame has the slight edge. In this game, just yeah. because I think that they're a national powerhouse uh, with Brian Kelly. I think he's done the right job with his personnel this year. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think it's going to be an interesting game on Saturday. And I quite haven't made my decision it's yet. It's done. I'm leaning Irish, but there's a lot could, that could happen. You need to come on over to my side with the fighting Dinos. 
Yeah, but the problem is that my stepdad is such a big Notre Dame okay. fan that, like, in my like in the deepest, darkest depths of don't my heart, don't say what I think you're gonna say. I'm, don't I, hurt me with this. I not, not that I cheer for Notre Dame, oh. but it makes me happy okay. when he's happy and they're okay. winning. I thought this was gonna be your de facto team that you root for on Saturday. Oh no, it's Notre no, no, Dame. No, I never. Do you have I that never. Team? I never openly cheer for them. Uh, do I have a de facto? Is there team? like a coach that you that you love or a player that you love that makes you root for that team? Because for me, I'm kind of. This is gonna, I'm kind of like a Kirby Smart guy. Yeah? I like Kirby because he just gets after it on the sideline. Sure. Like, Kirby's kind of nuts, man, and I like that. And he's taking the Bama formula, and he's creating his own empire. So I respect yeah, I the that. heck out of that. Um, So I'm kind of a Georgia guy, like on the sneak. I get it. Like, always Buckeyes before of them. Of course, I But understand. if I had to pick another team, if somehow Ohio State just disappeared tomorrow morning when we wake up, I think I'm rolling with the dogs. I think, um, uh, at least this year, like, I've been a big LSU fan. Yeah. You know, I think with Joe Burrow and you got Gojo down there, <laughs> you in front of Bayou, you know, like <laughs> you get Coach O down there yeah. and you get Joe Burrow. Uh, your guy, Greedy Williams, is you down know, there too. Him. Like love I was him. pulling for him to beat Alabama. That didn't happen. Right. And so now uh, and now you just you have to pull for Bama to win every single game. But uh, yeah, I think I'm, I'm kind of an LSU Tiger, right? Yeah. So we're both going down to the SEC, There's, which is weird. I do SEC. like Dabo too, but having those okay. past two matchups against Ohio State just leaves you with yeah. so much bad taste in your mouth. But I love like Dabo as a coach. I, I think like, he's a hell of a coach. I like Dabo too, but Dabo to me is just like a like he's a spy behind the scenes that's wearing all Clemson gear, but you know when he rips that off, it's roll tight. I know. So I that's know. what kind of hurts me a little <laughs> bit is because you know eventually yeah. he is going to be the guy after Saban. Now he might just stay because he has built his own empire of course at he Clemson, has. and that thing's going to keep rolling. Be the uh, greatest coach. He already is. In Clemson's history. Yeah, whoever a statue and all that stuff, look, what he's been able to do is absolutely ridiculous. But, man, there's just something about – you got to admit, there's something about when you wake up on a Saturday morning and you see those SEC tailgates. It's just different. It, it is. It's, it's a absolutely different world. Different. Mo Bamba comes on. Oh, man. That song is just incredible, right? It's just <laughs> it something great. about that song. When you just hear uh, that beat, you just know yeah. what time it is. It's time to get busy. So, no, I mean, some other just quick reaction to the college football playoff. We mentioned Northwestern coming in at 22. How about the fighting Luke Fickles? Beam? I love it. 24, Sli- baby. Yeah, man. And that's going to be a big one. I believe game day. Is yeah, there, UCF. And Herbie's doing the game. So, yeah. UCF Cincinnati this week, Um, that's going to be a big one to watch. Uh, Texas is sitting there at 15 with Tom Herman and all that stuff going on. He's still got his team rolling. So, no, I mean, this is an absolute um, – I think it's still Ohio State's in a tough spot. They're in a tough spot. They're mm-hmm. obviously going to need some help. And if you're an Ohio State fan, as sad as it is to say this, you got to root for Bama to run the table. Of course you and do. You need that type of help. You got to root for um, Bama and Clemson. Bama and Clemson. But then you just you're still going to be in a tough spot when you talk about if Notre Dame does lose. If it's a one-loss Notre Dame versus a one-loss Ohio State, I think they're going to lean towards Notre Dame, especially if they fall this week to uh, to I don't Syracuse. Know, though, no conference championship game, man. It is, that is big, but also, how do we feel about let's say Ohio State squeaks by a five-loss team in Northwestern? Yeah, I you know. know. Like how I, they, I know. we I, don't know how they're going to yeah. look at it, but it's it's just a fascinating thing. I just think they need so many dominoes to fall beam that I don't know if they're going to be able to get there. It's college football, man. It's crazy. That's why you play it's the game. It's crazy. It's just going to be. Um, but we've seen this kind of script before yeah. with the committee not being able to get over that terrible loss, right? And, that's and, I, and I totally understand it. And I totally and understand it, Don't get your asses whooped by 29 points in West Lafayette. Exactly. All right, this is a team who got dismantled yep. this week against Minnesota. Purdue, 
Bad, bad week against Minnesota. Terrible. Got 41 points hung up on Yeah, it. so there's the college football playoff reaction. We'll come back and talk about some uh, alternate uniform news we got about the Buckeyes. Yeah, Matty, you don't want to watch the game, you need to watch the game. And our people at Sling TV will make sure that you do that. Are you sick and tired of paying for 20 channels that you watch when you just want to see your team win? Well, Sling TV is the best way to watch college football. For $30 a month, you can get ESPN, Pac-12, SEC, Big Ten, and more. Stream it on your big screen and all of your favorite devices. Sling TV gives you the live TV that you loved, except it's only better. There are no use channels no long-term contracts no hidden fees and you can cancel it at any time sign up for sling tv and get a seven-day free trial locked on listeners can get their seven-day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on that's s-l-i-n-g.com slash locked on go to sling tv and check our guys out you are locked on buckeyes available on apple podcasts google podcasts or tell alexa or google to play podcasts locked on don't worry i won't finish you get the idea so you and i agree on a lot of things yeah but this is the one thing where we kind of take it. Di- we kind of take. An old, it. I'm an old man. I know, in and this usually category. I am too. I'm an old soul, but yeah. this is where you and we I both take are. different That's why we get exits. Along. Right, exactly. We take different exits here um, because you're not a big fan at all of no. the alternate uniforms. Hate them. You hate them. <laughs> there it is. So I don't even need to put any Trash. words in your <laughs> in your mouth. Um, I don't mind them, but you know my lines once a year. Once a year, I'm okay with it. You, I know you got to do this for the recruits. The players love it. Look, I, if I was a player. And we're sponsored by Nike, and you can see some of the stuff they get. LeBron's sending us free cleats. I'm good with it. I understand what you're saying. Now, I will agree with you that the Michigan game needs to go untouched. Yeah. But this year, there's kind of a loophole in this with the Michigan game. So, Andrew Lynn, Cleveland.com. Uh, Let me get this I correct. I don't think Andrew Lind is, is – I think he's doing his own thing correct. right now. Okay, he's a recruiting analyst and photograph. Okay, so he is doing his own thing right now. But Andrew Lind's always been a good guy to cover Ohio State things, yeah, especially when it comes um, to these uniform things. So he tweets out yesterday that multiple sources have told me Ohio State will wear throwback uniforms against Michigan on November 24th to celebrate the 50th anniversary of the 1968 National Championship. I'm good with this. Me too, because if, if you take a look at the uniforms – they're basic Ohio State uniforms. Yes. They're nothing crazy. They're nope. not, you know, they're not the uh, stormtrooper whites. Uh, they're not the crazy like dire wolf grays that we saw them wear. They're not the cannonball black helmets that you have Curtis Samuel running into the end zone in an iconic picture, <laughs> two versus three, and you don't even know what damn team is playing on the field. These are regular uniforms. The oh, patches man. on the sleeves, the sleeves are just bigger and they're more pronounced yeah. and gray. I'm fine with it. If you want to throw back to the lineage and history of your program, yep. I'm good. I'm a hundred percent good with it man but you start going out there and you start messing with all these different color combos and everything just stay away from it stay away from it so I love that Ohio State is throwing throwing it back to their lineage honoring the 1968 championship team doing it in a way where they look like a classic Ohio State uniform I'm fine our guy Pat McMurphy um, is putting out that this is similar to the let me read, make sure I'm reading this right. Similar to the alternates that Zeke and Carter wore in 2014. Beautiful. The, I, I did Those love were the it. best. With the gray on the yeah. shoulders right there. Yeah. That's a good look. No, I'm all in. So, look, my and honestly, I think my biggest thing is the alternates, you got to have the helmet. Like, give me just the normal helmet all the time. If we could find a way to do alternates but always keep silver the helmet hats. all the time. Yeah. 24-7, 365, give Buckeye me the silver stickers. Lids. Yeah, the, the, I wasn't a big fan of the cannonball helmet. That, to me, was not a good look. No. The charcoal last year against Penn State, I, I really didn't vibe with either. Me I wasn't either. really feeling that either. Bad. So No, I'm with you a lot of the time. But with this, I don't mind the one-off. I wish that they would wear more the cocaine white a lot. Like, I'm all in See, and those were with fine. the Gucci man cocaine white. I thought those were okay. I those thought those were amazing. okay. And like I said, usually I like the uniforms. Yeah. All right. Like it's not a thing of like I like alternate uniforms. I think they're very good. 
I just hate the fact that Ohio State wears them. I get it. Where are you at before we get out of here? What's up with Red Dead? Have you beat the game yet? I haven't beat the game yet. I think I'm like 55% complete done with it, and I think I've logged like 60 hours in the game. I mean, I'm telling you, man, I wake up in the morning. I get up at like 6.30. I turn my Xbox on from about 6.45 to about 9.45. I shower. I come in. I get home at about 8 o'clock at night. I play from 8.30 to 10 o'clock at night. Like, I've, I play this game like five hours a day. This it's is sick. your life. It's sick. Does your wife yeah. smack you in the back of the neck and say, hey, you did marry me not too long ago. Can we get? Can I get some love I know, here? exactly. She's doing just fine. Okay. She's all right with it. I don't think she likes me anyways. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll end on that note. Now you guys know that Brandon's wife does not like him. That's we'll right. be back tomorrow. It'll be Thursday. We'll be 48 hours away from Ohio State, Maryland. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Buckeyes podcast. We out of here.